don't just do something, stand there. It's one of my favorite maxims. Reminding us that action is not always the answer to what ails us. It reinforces lessons that some of us have had to learn the hard way. By, for example, trying to fix a leaky faucet only to flood the whole bathroom and downstairs. Or jumping to a conclusion about someone only to realize that in reality they're nothing like the picture we had imagined of them. Sometimes the best thing we can do instead of taking precipitate action is wait for someone who knows what they're doing or at least gather enough information to make an informed choice. As Ralph Nuzzo, my dissertation advisor in the chemistry department at the University of Illinois was fond of saying, never forget that a week working in the lab will save you an hour in the library. <laughs> in other words, before you start experimenting, why don't you go and find out if someone else has already done that work and take a look at their results. To wait, to behold, to cherish, to enjoy, to rest, and to receive. These might not strike us as doing anything, as insufficiently active, but sometimes they are the very best thing we can do. Advent is a season of waiting and anticipation. But it's not idle waiting or mere waiting. In our epistle lesson for today, taken from the fifth chapter of James, it says, Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Be patient, says James. The farmer can't make it rain. The winemaker can't rush fermentation. Jesus, Mar Jesus' mother, Mary, couldn't rush her pregnancy, and neither can expectant parents today. We can't make Christmas come any sooner, or make Jesus return. Some things need to unfold in their own time, and instead of trying to force them, we can learn to wait and to cherish them as they develop. What refreshing words those are to us who are anxious about whether we're doing enough, who are losing confidence in the coming of the Lord, and fretting about the future. Be still and know that I am God, says Psalm 46, verse 10. But in neither that psalm nor the epistle of James is God encouraging us to be idle. 
You remember what we heard the Apostle Paul tell the Thessalonians four Sundays ago about their idleness. He said, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. James 5 verse 8 says, you also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Strengthen your hearts, James says. Be encouraged. We all need our hearts strengthened, or in the words of the English Standard Version, established. The Greek verb translated strengthen can also mean to establish or to fortify. We could even say, gird up your hearts. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this is no time to go wobbly. Stand fast. Be patient. Stay hopeful. Don't cave to the cynicism and disbelief that hound us, that keep wheedling to us that God is just pretend, that we should really stop kidding ourselves, that Jesus will ever return, and we should just get to work justifying our own existence by saving the world. Let's not succumb to those things or to the despair that results when we realize that we cannot justify ourselves or save the world, that our problems and the world's are bigger than we are. Instead, hear what the Lord says in Isaiah 35 to us who are of a fearful heart. Be strong, do not fear, I am your God. I will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. I will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals will become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. Eight years ago, I had the privilege of visiting the Chihuahuan Desert in northern Mexico and west Texas. After years of drought, the heavens had opened and rain had poured down. What had appeared to be desolate and barren became a verdant sea of grass and wildflowers. It reminded me that there is much more to reality than meets my eye. We see as through a glass, darkly, a dim view of the world in which we can see glimpses and outlines of a reality far greater than what we can now perceive. But God's word illuminates for us more than is outwardly visible. In what appears to be a parched desert, we, illuminated by God's word, see springs. In what looks like a checkered past and a worrying future, we see Christ's advent and God in charge. In a story about the life and death of an itinerant rabbi named Jesus, we see God with us and the deliverance of the world from sin and death. 
according to Isaiah 35, when the Lord comes, the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. The Lord has come to us once already and he will return. On this third Sunday of Advent, God calls us to be patient and also to rejoice, even and especially when the world doesn't see much reason for rejoicing. For we know that our patient endurance is not in vain. God is on the move. He has come to us as one of us. In the incarnation of his Son, Jesus Christ, God has planted the flag of his kingdom and reclaimed his fallen creation for himself. He has defeated death and put sin to flight, and he will return to complete his victory. Even now, the signs of his kingdom blossom in the wilderness of the world, bringing us hope, peace, joy, and love, even in these troubled times. And we can be conveyors of those gifts to our neighbors and to our world. Mary's song, which we sang a few minutes ago in place of our usual psalm, is a beautiful expression of joy in what must have been for her a very stressful and awkward situation. The angel Gabriel had told her that she, a virgin, would conceive and bear a son, the Son of God. How could she explain that to Joseph and to her family? Who would believe her? Could it have been a dream? Had she been seeing things? Instead, Mary opened her heart and said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. By faith, Mary could see a reality beyond what she or we thought possible. She could see the waters breaking forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert through the eyes of faith. She would wait patiently for Jesus' advent as the farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth. And Gabriel's words to Mary are for us too, and they strengthen our hearts. Mary's words, words of faith, of hope, and of joy at what the Lord had revealed to her and had begun in her are reasons for joy in us. Sisters and brothers, no one's life is easy. Our fallen world can look very like a desert and a desolate wilderness. But take heart. God has come to us to save the world that we cannot save. In Jesus Christ, he has come to save each one of us from our sins and shortcomings, from disease and from death, from hopelessness, strife, and melancholy. Therefore, we too can rejoice with Mary, with joy and singing, strengthening our hearts. He has come and his return is near. Come, O oh come, Emmanuel.